Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. My decision was to record it myself with my own equipment, learn how to do it. I don't have a manager, I never have and I don't have an agent, never had one. Everything I've gotten, I've gotten myself, um, including the late night, including opening for Brian and everything. That's all from what I said earlier, just doing the work. They happened to see me, everyone saw, that gave me something saw me live. Hot breath. What's up, Hot breath Averse? Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros, I am your host, comedian Joel Byers, and this is a very special first of many episodes with today's guest. We're actually going to trace his entire journey of recording his own album. You know here at Hot Breath, we are all about cultivating the next generation of great comics, and a milestone in any great comics career is recording your first album. So our guest is very active in our Facebook group, and now after eight years in comedy, He's recording his first album. Our guest embodies the spirit of Hot Breath, of that independent, self-made comedy hustle. So you are going to get that unfiltered look at what it actually takes to record an album. Everything he has going on is linked in the show description. And now there's only one thing left to do. And that is inhale a hot breath. <sighs> With Stephen, Stephen Rogers, Roger. everyone, give it up for yeah. Stephen Rogers, everyone. Hold hey, on, man, how are you? Oh, there we go. Now we're cooking. Give it up for Stephen Rogers, everyone. Woo! And you're using a mic. Thank you for, thank you oh, for of that. Course. Yeah, I uh, I get all OCD if I don't put all the effort in. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that shows in your writing for sure. Oh, wow. Thank you. And you understand having your own podcast. If you'd like to plug that real quick as we start. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, it's it's called Panic Attacking Podcast. Uh, me and a, another comedian, Andrew Chabon, uh, we both have pretty bad anxiety. So we uh, just joke about what made us anxious that week. And now we've included a uh, professional therapist is on the podcast with us and gives us advice during the show what yes and uh, if listeners write in with what made them anxious she will also cover her advice for them dude that's a great way to get free therapy nice <laughs> i feel like i'm cheating on the therapist i pay so now i <laughs> god i have to have more issues so i can go to both that was something uh rosebud baker said uh, when we did a Q&A with her was just the value of therapy. And I think that was like her closing advice is that even if you don't feel like you need it, it's just super helpful. Oh, yeah. It not even like not even for like a, it doesn't I've never gotten material from it, but it certainly made it. So there's room in my brain for material to grow. Because oh. Otherwise. Just like it's so heavy being a person, no matter what you're, you know, there's no hierarchy of of issues. We all have something. Mm -hmm. And if you handle that in your own time, like with a therapist, you have all this time to write 
and uh, work on what you want to. Do you do um, do you do it online? Now I do because of uh, everything that's going on. But I used to go in person, and that made it so there was no uh, bar- barrier. I had to be. I was I was vulnerable, so I I had this space where I I just had to say what was really on my mind, which might have helped with uh, performing. But I don't, I have no idea. Are there any online services that you've heard people use that are really helpful or anything like that? Not that I'm asking. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, tell your buddy. Uh, <laughs> I found my therapist through uh, Psychology Today. Oh. Which is like, it's just like a, a, a really good website for articles and stuff like that. But there is like find a therapist in your area. Mm. It uh, felt like a dating app kind of thing. But you just like put in your address and it's like what's near you. And it worked out for me. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Yeah. And people are already um, woohooing Steve. They're giving you a bunch of applause and um, tell him to bring his cat, says Kyle. Uh, (laughs) The cat is the only reason I'm watching. (laughs) (laughs) My cat uh, is getting more followers. The reason I have more followers is this cat. This is crazy. That's why I bring Guinness in. I'm like, I got to have some clickbait here. Yeah. Like, can you actually move the camera towards the animal? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, people watched your show last night. There's um, Chris Wright said he stayed up till 3.30 a.m. watching it, and it was worth every oh, minute. Wow. Um, and a lot of, yeah, a lot of people watched your show last night. What, um, what was the show? Uh, Panic Attacking uh, does a live show. Oh. And, uh, we do stand up with, uh, we do stand up, me and Andrew, mm. and then we bring on to, uh, comics that uh also have anxiety and have done stand-up or stand-up so it's just like four comics doing stand-up oh and then getting uh questions or like getting the therapy type um we don't have time for for that in in the the live show Mm -hmm. but uh in full transparency the therapist is there watching but uh but we just do stand-up for that one very cool yeah well people are love yeah People, a lot of people watched it, man. Yeah, you've been. Uh, um, you, oh yeah, Yoshi said Psychology Day is the go-to to find therapists. Um, right. It takes a couple tries to find the right therapist. Says Mitt, is that your experience? Yeah. Yeah, I went to one, and it it's like it always gets compared to dating, but it's really just trying to find someone that it, it, there's a click with. And uh, I found that like I was very honest in the like message to the therapist and that's important i think because mm. they'll let you know hey yeah i can definitely uh this is something i work in or hey this isn't really my area so maybe you should go so- see somebody else oh uh, okay so the therapist was honest with you as well in terms of like a yeah. right fit or not yeah okay cool well that's good to know i mean you know just ask him for a friend I you know I, we <laughs> all we're comedians we should all be going yeah There's, we're the worst people there are. We need the most help. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, um, Kyle said you need a third therapist to talk about the anxiety about cheating on your first therapist. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what Andrew's for. Ah, and Mitt loves your uh, late night set. Oh, thank you. Which is great. So yeah, killer late night set. That is eating in the car line oh, it's just like 
Yes. Like it, it that's one of those jokes that I'll I'll I just remember. Like it, it'll just kind of swirl in my head. It's just that it's perfect. Ah, uh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. So let's get into also oh yeah, a lot of people comment in your show. Um yeah, so let's get into like uh really I mean, this Q&A can kind of go wherever people want because you've been super active in both this group and the Hot Breath Pro group and the like the Zoom shows and all this. So it's like you're you're helping a lot of comics while also helping, you know, and in, in kind of strengthening your comedy as well. But you are super engaged in the group. And I um, I really appreciate it, man. You're helping a lot of comics. Well, I mean, more more so you are like i found i found this all during quarantine because mm-hmm. i was like i have nothing to do i need to get this outlet i need to find something and then i found it i'm like oh i can write every day and and there's a reaction to it because you need that feedback in any capacity so thanks for doing what you do otherwise i have nothing that's the new tagline for the show otherwise comics have nothing right now it couldn't be more accurate so (laughs) um could could you um well this overlay is off let me show you what i'm looking at here real quick just so um you could see what i'm looking at through the stream um let me try to share it with you. Oh, cool. Oh, but it blocks us out. What am I doing? Joel, what are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm quitting comedy. This is the last time. Never mind. Psychology today. <laughs> Just going to repeat that for your buddy. Hilarious. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out as I am. Um, yeah, I, I totally screwed the pooch here. Wait, wait, what's happening? Joel, I totally messed up. I don't know what's going on now, but I can't. Oh, wait, there we go. Wait. So now it's like super off center. Gosh. (laughs) All right. We'll see what's been bothering me with these zooms is like, my overlay is slightly off, so it kind of tilts the guest off. It skews them to the like left a little bit. Should I move over? I think it- it's I think it's me just needing oh. to get over myself and not worry about it. I need to get out of my own way and get on psychology today, Steve. That's what I need. It to sounds do. like you're already handling most of your issues with me. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> S- sorry, everyone. Um, Okay, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to hold that, and then we will have a frame for how I can adjust the overlay moving forward. But for the sake of today, we're going to... Because um, like you said, you you get OCD on like wanting it to be right. I do the oh, same thing. So it's... Yeah. I feel like quality is something like... There's few things in our careers that like we may feel like we're in control of or not, but quality and paying attention to the details is something I feel like us as comics can always pay attention to and should. Yeah. Well, it's like the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. We, I mean, this is a broader thing that I learned uh, from therapy is like, you have to just focus on what you can control. Mm. And, uh, and like, 
for example, agents and managers and, and followers you have and whatever, that's all things that can come with you focusing on what you can control. If you chase the things that are without it, you're only going to end up with uh, misery in a, in a way. Yeah, that's that, it took me probably seven or eight. How long have you been doing comedy? I'm going on almost eight years. It, it probably took me seven or eight years for that to stick and not be like, why is it this club booking me? Or why haven't I been on Conan? Or like, you know, like just just stupid stuff you're not in control of and it's wasted energy. Yeah, and it's like you can change that thought in your head to why haven't I to how can I? Mm. And, and, and the answer is always the same, which is just work. <laughs> You know, yep. it's funny how frustrated we get. And the answer is right in front of the notebook we just threw on the ground. Like, yep. That's the answer is, is the, is the book. Yep. Work. And this is, um, this is perfect. Yeah, this is, this is good. Um, I'm going to get to this one. Mitt asks, um, how is going to therapy helped your writing or performance? Uh, kind of like I said before, um, Mitt. He already said it, Mitt. But there, I, there, I can, I can do more. So it looks like I didn't already answer this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it did. It helps. It frees the, the, the uh, space in my brain. So it's like this is my outlet for my mental health and men mental health, like. It, no need to look further than Gary Goldman. Like mental health is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So you free the space and now it's like, Oh, after I'm done, I can write and the, my subconscious can deal with everything I just learned in therapy. And also in therapy, I learned more about myself and who I am as a person. So now my writing can reflect that as who I am as a person and what I'm like, because I want to be, I'm, I'm obsessed with Gary Shandling. Yeah. Uh, so he was, his goal was a hundred percent be Gary. And that's my goal is to be Gary. No, Steven, but, uh, <laughs> God, you laugh. Uh, but my goal is to be a hundred percent myself and therapy will help me realize who I am. So I can do that in my writing. Gosh, I love it. And are you going to make a shirt of that, um, political joke? It's so funny. I was, I was thinking about it last night and, uh, I might make stickers. Because it's like the shirts are so like you have all these sizes to make and then it's like uh, sending and then you hit, you end up with a box of shirts. I can show you mine. <laughs> like one person wanted it. Right. I might make the one shirt and send it <laughs> to the person. But uh, stickers I found have been great. Mm. Because uh, that's what I usually do on the road is like I have just like podcast stickers because it's like, hey, you can have this little thing and do whatever you want with it. Otherwise, I'm just taking up space in somebody's drawer and more space in mine. Right. I got. Yeah, I um, I uh, I have like our, our the Hot Breath merch store is through Teespring and there's these services that do the fulfillment and all that, but they take a cut and it's it's like. I mean, at the end of the day, like buy the shirt, you'll get to rep hot breath and all that. But it's like most most of the money is going to Teespring and I feel bad someone buying from there. But it's also the most viable option in terms of they print it, they ship it, 
they do all the work. You just put up the artwork. So there's like, it's like a catch 22. It stinks. Cause I appreciate people supporting me, but it's like, uh, what, it, what are, what are the, uh, pros and cons of, uh, you end up with just so many shirts. I've not, I've, I made that mistake once. I don't know if I can. <laughs> if what was through. the shirt? It was when I first started, somebody's like, you need to do a shirt. And it was, <laughs> yep. it was, um, this horrible joke I had where it was like, uh, I started dating this girl that works at the zoo and I don't want to speak too soon, but I think she's a keeper. And, uh, <laughs> it's so, it's a horrible joke. And, uh, the shirt said, I'm a keeper on it. And I had like a, a zookeeper on it. And it's so like, now I have so many of these shirts that a joke I don't even do anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's, a sticker is way better. Well, I'll buy one of those shirts from you if you want. <laughs> Support the culture. I'll wear it on Right Ten Club. It's probably it's probably warped with being folded for twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Um, so let's get into anxiety about shirts. People are saying. Um, oh, Mitt, Mitt's really looking for therapy here. He said, "Can you expand on how?" Um, how you reflect on who you are as a person. Like, how do you do that? Well, that's like, I've been going for a year Mm -hmm. and that's just something you're lucky. If you find out who you are before you're no longer a person anymore, (laughs) like Mm. (laughs) that's a long journey, but it's like, uh, kind of like, you know, there's these moments in your life where you're like, Ooh, that's a joke. There's also those, moments and they're sometimes the same moment of now that the way I reacted in that situation is who I am as a person. So it's like, if I made a mistake and I'm thinking about it forever and need to go to therapy to get over this mistake, I'm a guilty person. So it's like, Oh, there's this guilty lens to me. Mm. And my thoughts go through that lens. And uh, I guess it's finding you find your point of view by talking to a therapist and a therapist reflecting back to you and you can kind of see yourself, but that takes a long time. I think I'm still figuring out who I am. So I'm not done. Yeah. It requires work just like everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So really the main motivation, um, for having you on beyond just the thank you personally for like, I mean, all the work you're putting into this group and really, as we're talking about cultivating the next generation of great comics, I really do feel like, you know, you are a living, breathing example. A lot of the comics in the group are zero to five years, maybe. So it's like, there's iterations to every comedy career and everyone has a different journey. There's no timelines. Like, you know, four years in when I had a friend on Conan, I was like, why am I not on Conan? Like, everyone has a different journey. There's no real right way. There's only your way. But I feel like you are on this trajectory that like you're just you're you're like we talk about with mike in the right 10 club you are embodying the spirit of like just working hard helping other comics in their own journey of working hard at this craft and now you're working on your album and really that's like a milestone of every comics career is um okay it's time to put my work out there you know it took me 10 years to make that leap and to really realize, okay, I want to do this. Okay, now how? And I mean, the first question, and this was actually the same thing Joey Rizzuto asked on here, but it is like, 
Um, how do you know when it's the right time? That's a great question. Uh, I, a big part of it is this is a body of work from when I started to the present. And my life has changed greatly um, since in, in eight years. If, you're, if your life diff- is the same after eight years, you're not having enough life experiences mm-hmm. to grow and write new material. Uh, and, you know, since I started, I now uh, live in New York City. I now live with my girlfriend and I now have a cat, which <laughs> and uh, and things like that. And none of that, like if I have my material about um, uh, dating and uh, li- not living with my girlfriend and uh, a lot of stuff about living with my, my parents and then. There's this stuff like I can't do this. This chapter of my life has now sort of closed mm. and th- this material represents that part of my life. And I can't I'm not that guy anymore. Uh, these jokes are going to sound rehearsed to a point because I don't feel that way anymore. So it's like uh, I do have anxiety, but I'm doing a lot better because I'm going to therapy and I'm meditating, which I wasn't doing for those eight years that I was writing all this stuff. So it's like, here's, I don't know. It's like, here's, um, it's like a picture, I guess. Here's what I was like during this time of my life. But now it's time to, uh, boy, no pun intended, but develop new material, uh, in the next stage. So it's like, this stuff is good. Uh, it's done well, but it's uh, it's time to shed it uh, so I can grow and, and get better. Dude, I could not have said it better myself. That was me. Well, when I was like, I've been doing it 10 years. I, I, I feel like I have a body of work that's worth sharing because that's one yeah. thing. Comics are like, well, when can I get this and that? Well, get funny first. Yeah. <laughs> figure out the funny part of comedy before you try to figure out all this other stuff. So right. that I mean, that was it with me, too, is like. I have these jokes about where I'm from and going to college and my first jobs out of college and meeting my wife and all this, but it is like, I'm ready to turn the page. The jokes work. They're funny. The structure's there, but I'm really ready to peel back another layer, start getting more personal, more just introspective in my material. And it really comes with getting that stuff out of the way. Like you said, with therapy of clearing your mind to write, I feel like just getting all that material out somewhere opens up your mind to a whole new world. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, Christian Finnegan, or I believe, was a really funny comic, mm-hmm. said he decided to do an album. And uh, when he it was either after he recorded it or once he decided, he started writing more than ever because it's like, oh, this, this uh, shell I've created for myself where I go on stage and it's bulletproof because this act is so tight is now gone. So I now have to construct this new arsenal. Uh, And it's motivating when you no longer have, I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's like a crutch or anything because it's this act that you built. That's good. But you, at some point you want to get rid of it so you can grow as a performer. You don't want to keep, holding on to it because it makes you feel safe. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a part of it too. And also like to answer the question to, to know if you're ready 
or not. If you're thinking about what your album is going to be called or what the cover is going to look like, you're you're not ready because you're thinking about the wrong things. <sighs> yes. And that that's that was the first question somebody asked me was like, "Hey, what are you gonna what are you gonna call it?" And I'm like, "That's the last thing that should be on my mind." Yep. That I shouldn't be thinking about. Oh, what 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 if I have a picture where I'm like on a skateboard and I'm holding a flamethrower? That that why does that matter? Do do work on the body of work. I you almost bring a tear to my eye right there. Yeah, just, <laughs> the work, man. Just focus yeah. on the work and yeah. creating quality comedy, and everything will stem from that. Right. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> But it's hard. Comedy's booming and they're like, oh, so-and-so got a Netflix special and look at all these late night sets and all these podcasts, comedies everywhere. When's my turn? It's like, get funny. Just yeah. get funny first. Everything's going to grow from your sense of humor. Yeah. And that's uh, energy that's uh, one, toxic uh, and, and two, uh, that can, that's energy that can be used in, in writing or anything. Mm -hmm. Really, it doesn't have to be all stand up here. Like you can take that frustration of why aren't they doing like that, this thing. I'm like, hey, maybe I should just go for a walk and not get angry at the at my laptop. And then something can happen. Your mind is clear. Mm -hmm. you feel better. We can't, you can't compare. The comparing to is this the despair is that uh, thing that I've heard Goldman say. That's all Goldman. That's not me. That's that's Goldman said that compare I've is despair. To compare is to to despair. I wow. believe. I've heard that a few times from him, and I think that's one hundred percent true. And it goes with anything. Like, why don't I have a car like that? Why don't Why don't I have nice clothes like this person? Or how come they have more money than me? It's like yeah, we're looking in the wrong direction. You mm. should look inward. It's frustrating, but I, we all experience it. I still do it. Of course, yeah. And when it comes to like preparing this set and working towards it, um, Amanda had a question. I mean, hers is about like getting in front of people and dealing with anxiety with that. And she says, I haven't, she also has anxiety. So just wondering what it's like for you performing and dealing with anxiety. Is there a pre-show ritual you do or anything like that? Uh, my pre-show ritual, you should not, take on as your own because a lot of it is i'm gonna bomb i suck this is gonna be horrible and it's it's, it's bad and really it, it's happened a lot but that's and then it's not every show but like the most recent one i did on a rooftop i was with my buddy and i'm like this is gonna be bad i'm not gonna do good and uh guess what happened i didn't do great mm. because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you're like, like, so a lot of people with anxiety are worried about what other people are going to think about them. Uh, you you got to get rid of that. I'm still working on that, but you have to get rid of that before you get on stage because um, I'm still trying to figure this out. I think for the most part is not about the audience when it comes to your, what you're delivering, I guess you shouldn't worry about their judgment until you've delivered it the best that you can. If you judge, if you put, like, if you picture their judgment before you deliver the joke, you're just going to be right. You're like, mm -hmm. they're going to think this is corny. You're going to deliver it not as well as you can, and they're not going to like it. So I would say whatever makes you feel funny before if, or comfortable, or I've always been told uh, 
be who you are with your friends when you're making them laugh. That's what I've been told a few times. And uh, I try to do that. So like, I'll joke around with people backstage and I'll stand up and talk to them. Or even if it's just a normal conversation, try to feel as much as myself before I get up there. Mm -hmm. I think and uh, when you can not have any worry about their judgment, that's freedom. I'm not there yet, but that's, I know that's freedom uh, of just knowing. I, I work with uh, Brian Regan and he's always told me uh, if, if you're having trouble or, or you're, if you're nervous, picture yourself and the audience and just try to make you laugh. And I think uh, that's something I aspire to. Yeah, I have found uh, gratitude helps as well. Like if you're reframing that, oh, I'm going to bomb. They're all going to hate me too. I'm so grateful I even get the chance to perform. Yeah. I get to do my live my dream and perform stand up and like shifting into gratitude is something I've really been focusing on, especially since like quarantine is like every day I wake up and like my first thing, I just think I'm grateful and think of something I'm grateful for. And I have started to see it's kind of like you see what you're looking for. So if you're looking for gratitude, you're going to start finding things to be grateful for. And I feel like the same can translate to on stage pre-show. If you're grateful and you're looking for that gratitude, grateful for this audience. Yeah. And then that'll, that'll kind of just show in your performance. I feel like. Yeah. My, that's, uh, that's way better than everything I just said. <laughs> no, no, it's not a competition. I feel like we're just, no, you know, I, just comparing yeah. notes on our own experiences. No, yeah, I I just mean that that's that's the best way to look at it is, and this is everything that's gone on has made me more grateful. Mm -hmm. I agree with you 100. percent It's gotten to the point where I'm worried when we come back how I'm going to react to someone that's not grateful because it's like no, we the whole past year or however long it takes has taught us to appreciate what we have and every audience is worth it, your time because it's just amazing we get to do stand-up again stand-up is amazing it could go away at any moment now mm -hmm. we know that now. appreciate every opportunity i think that's the best thing you hit the nail right on the head amen brother so let's the um let's in terms of the album um what are some of the logistics that you're having to deal with and also could you weigh the pros and cons in the decision of doing an audio only album mm. i'd love to do one with video but the um and i had plans to do that Mm -hmm. But I don't think the opportunity will present itself now that I'm trying to do it. Here's what's really important. And I, first of all, the, the, we're calling this like how to make an album. I don't know how to make one yet. <laughs> That's why we're doing it. That's exactly why we're doing it. No, really, because every comic, it's like we have an idea, but we're like, okay, where do I even start? And then to hear talking to you, about like, well, I tried to record it last week, but the next Y and Z happened. I'm like, this is what we want to show right. the struggle behind trial and error of trying to do something. Because right. it's not all we see is the finished product. We see the final yeah. draft and we're like, oh, they just woke up and it appeared. But yeah. no, so many like 
hours of failure and trial and error went into the final product. And that's why I was so excited about doing this is because it's an opportunity to capture that raw reality of yeah. being a comedian trying to record your own album that nobody has like really captured or talked about before. So I'm I'm wow. grateful that you were willing to even say that much that I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, so that's perfect. What uh, I'll answer the video thing and then I forgot the rest. But the no problem. Video, the video thing, I think, like there's so many people doing uh, the YouTube specials right now. And I think it is important to remember there are people that have had albums already, have many mm -hmm. late nights, that kind of thing. I'm not going to be able to film uh, my first album and have somebody buy it. You know, I might be able to put it up and get a lot of subscribers and views. That's certainly a plan I'd like to execute, but it is difficult during these times to hire people to be in the same room as you and, and, be running around in between crowd members to film and that kind of stuff. So I, I might, I'm going to bring a camera and hope for the best um, and maybe wear the same clothes for every show and then just cut it together at different angles. Uh, but more importantly, I'm, I want the audio obvious. I mean, other than the obvious reasons is because uh, you just want that body work done a first album just being audio is not a thing to be ashamed of. It's a great thing. I know because now we're, it, we see kind of like judging why don't, why haven't I done that yet? We're all like, Oh, this is how you're supposed to do it now. There's no rule. Nope. So I, I mainly wanted to get on serious cause I'm a queen comic. So I think it can get some exposure, which is hopeful. And then, um, and then spot, you know, you just want to be on the Spotify, you want to be on iTunes and all that. So that's more important than just YouTube for me. But if I could film it, I would. So I will try. And I forgot the rest. Of the yeah, that's great. And just for context, um, I my goal was to record an album. It wasn't even to shoot a special. But then um, I did a like a, a fan of Hot Breath. I did his podcast, and he was like, "I have a production company. We could just film it." So it like oh, serendipitously wow. became a special. I was on your mindset of people who have done a special, great, but they've done albums first type deal. Right. So that was my whole goal from the beginning. It just kind of fell into my lap that here's an right. opportunity of just following. Yeah you, yeah, you take that for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I, I also. Um, yeah, I agree, though. Yeah, I agree with the whole thought process. Well, yeah, um, like, and the logistics right. was the thing, the logistics oh. side of it. What are the, like, the logistics you're having to deal with? Hmm. Oh, before I forget, Chris Rock always said specials have to be special. So mm. that's uh, where my thought process is. Like yours, I have not seen, but what I've seen clips of, it looks special you have a suit it looks nice that kind of thing so that's important in my opinion thank for you it to look special um but the logistics is i have uh, a friend of mine who taught me he he records his own albums uh he has the equipment so i kind of just sat with him and was like what do i need for it to be a great at great sounding album so i don't have to worry about it i just want to hit record and then I can do what I do. So I have a an H6 uh, Zoom, mm -hmm. which I'm actually using right now. 
to talk to you. And um, what I'm going to have is a splitter that goes into the mic and into the uh, H6. And the soundboard will go through the mic, obviously, and it will record all of it onto the, the 6. Uh, and now with the way things are in clubs, uh, if I'm able to get this in a club, obviously everyone's spread out. So he's going to give me little uh, audience mics to put that are tiny near tables and stuff so we can make it sound like they're closer together uh, just so it, it doesn't sound as uh, cavernous as it could when it's everyone's spread out. For sure. Yeah. Coming from one mic, you kind of put a, get a few mics and then what are, what are those mics and what are they attached to? That I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I don't remember what he called them, but I know I need a, see, this is what you're now you're going to, the curtains being pulled back of how little I know about technology. Dude, no, this is exactly what we were <laughs> hoping for here. If you had all the answers, we wouldn't need to ask them, you know, right. that's true. Uh, I know I'm going to need XLR cables for the mics. I would assume they're not plugged into the six. So I would assume they'll be on their own tracks of some kind. Uh, so they might just be little recorders and not just mics. But um, he's that's I think that's important, kind of like you with, with recording, the, filming the special is find somebody that knows that all that stuff so that if you're going to produce your own thing, yes, you don't have that in your mind during your night and the material should be the only focus. So get all that out of the way so that you're not scrambling five minutes before you're set. Compl- oh yeah, dude. Yeah. That's, and I actually had, um, an audio guy and then the, the friend who are the, the hot brethren who offered to film it. So we had like, I had two separate people. This guy's an audio pro. This guy's a video pro. I don't want either of them trying to overthink the other. You do your job. You do your job. I'll do my job. And everyone will be like on the same wavelength. So, yeah, I would recommend that for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I also use a um, a Zoom H4N for anyone Mm -hmm. curious about another recorder. Um, I think though uh, H6N is like the upgraded, the the better deluxe version. But I think of H4N is also an option. Just like yeah, a good recorder that you can then plug into the soundboard is important. Yeah. I so the night the nights I was doing in Raleigh, I had a 4N with me. Cool. In the board, and that was uh, working. But then uh, the six presented itself, so I I jumped on that presented itself yes it's also like when you're ready for an opportunity the people that can help that opportunity come to life will present themselves i think that's another good point for just to kind of put into the whole theme of seemingly what we've been talking about is like put in the work and when you're ready you'll it'll reveal itself to you yeah and that that does bring reminded me just now on the question of when you are, when do you know you're ready? Is mm-hmm. when you're the last person think, saying out loud, "Maybe I should do an album," because everyone else is like, "When are you gonna do a thing?" Yeah, you know? I have a lot of friends that, that are like, "Last year, or like, you should do one." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do. I think I'll do it next year." And they're like, "Just do it now." And I'm like, "Oh, then on the outside, people think I'm ready." So that's when it starts, I think. So we have the logistics. What about? Um 
the the preparation for the set because you had talked about you're you're doing feature sets, so you're having to like piece them together. But I found interesting when I interviewed Sarah was she's like, I broke my album into like two 25 minute sets. So even though she was headlining, she was still kind of incrementing her set to kind of help her, I guess, perform it and process and organize it. So like, how are you in a feature set? What is the preparation behind recording this album and how, how refining are you making this material or is it in place? Like what, yeah. What is kind of the, yeah, the nuts and bolts of that? Um, well, first and foremost, no matter how much I want an album, op- being the opener comes first. So uh, I'm fortunate enough to be opening for Brian. He is one of my idols. The fact that he finds me funny and is giving me these opportunities, another example of gratefulness. You oh, yeah. You can't take advantage of the people that give you these opportunities. So first thing first, set the show up for the headline. Have a good set, you know, do the parameters of what your headliner would like. And then that's more important than, well, this is almost, this joke's almost done. And I'd love to work. I'd love to play with it and maybe get it on the thing. I mean, just that's more important is, is uh, making sure the show is, is done right. Uh, I don't come before the person that everybody came to see. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's important to remember when you're doing it like this, at least in my opinion. Um, that being said, for me, it's like I have to, if I'm going to do this, I have to do every single joke justice. Uh, these jokes have to be like, I have to, I'm saying goodbye to a lot of them if I do this. So is this joke ready to be out there? It's, it sounds like a parent thing, but it's like, is this joke have everything it's need, it needs to survive, uh, on a body of work or does it need to be played with more? Mm-hmm. Does it have to, is things do you need to be tweaked? Um, as far as the, I can't put them in. So the Brian thing makes it so I can't really do what Sarah, uh, said is like, do, well, I'm going to do this one tonight and this one tomorrow. So it's kind of like the opener seems to always be the same for me. And where I close is kind of always the same. And in that middle is, is, is free ring, whatever. So that one I can be like, well, I want to do this chunk tonight and this chunk tonight but the top and bottom chunks will always be the same so that it's we're hitting hard up top and we're setting up for a even better comic coming up next with like a nice finishing chunk. Like, Hey, wow, that guy was really good. Oh my God, this is going to be even better because now he's here. That yes. So, um, I can't plan it out as much as I'd like, but that also makes it so that, in a way there's less pressure because it's kind of just like, uh, all right, this is just a show. Hopefully this is, hopefully this is a good enough show to use, but it's a show and it's getting me used to recording every show. So one day I'll just get it and not even realize that I got it that night. It's putting less pressure in my brain. Hopefully this is answering. Um, yeah. How, how long is your album going to be? 
I'm hoping 45 uh, to 50. 45 would be wonderful. Um, but I have, so like I've, I have printed all my jokes and I grade it like, so a big oh, thing I- Oh, snap. Yeah. A big thing I did was like, uh, I'll show them closer. But yeah, uh, yeah. A big thing I did was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do an album. So what do I want the album to be? And I I put all of them in one uh, Evernote uh, page, and it was the entire joke, and then um, in the order I thought maybe would be good, and then I print them out and I grade it like a paper. So uh, these are like this is these stars are like oh this joke's done, like are this joke's ready. And then, like, you got the red marks that are like, this word isn't necessary. And then this black is like, oh, maybe this chunk should go up here. And then um, if there's a red uh, asterisk, it's like, this needs to be played with more. This, mm. this is uh, in need of something. And then, um, yeah, so it's like... And then there's bullet points of different ideas or angles or tags. And then I cross them out if they don't work. So grading it like a paper was good because it's like, oh, this is set in stone because I printed it out. Interesting. So it's like, this is, if I were to go up and do this, this is how I, I think this is the album because it's now printed and I can't erase it or delete it. Uh, so that was helpful to, to figure out what are the jokes going to be because that's important. At a certain point, you have to decide on which one you're going to tell because you can't uh, be playing around the night of right? Uh, if you have a set recording. And then the other thing I'm doing lately is writing the uh, beats on note cards. Huh. Uh, so it's not written out word for word. So it's like this is uh, – I'll do this one. Uh, I have to address in the first thing that I have the same name as Captain America because I'm sick of it uh, being brought up all the time. <laughs> and that's and that's important. So under here, uh, I put emotion, I put over it because hmm. uh, I want this joke to convey that I'm over. I want to deliver it like, hey, I'm over this thing. And so that's important to me, too, is like, what emotion do I have in this joke? that I really want them to know when they hear this. How do I feel about this? And then I write, write down every beat, and then I tell the jokes out loud in my room, and sometimes a tag or an angle comes up. And I'm like, well, let's play with this. And that's what I've been doing lately. Because like Sarah said, you can play with it until the last minute, and that might be the new way that joke's told, or your favorite version. Yep. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah, one of my favorite punchlines in uh in my special came out on stage the night before I taped it. So it is like pressure makes diamonds in a lot of ways. To where as you get closer to that deadline, you just I mean it, you just start to kind of rev up a little bit. It's funny how right. that happens. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Davida saying, well, she first asked, "Hot brethren are there? Hot sisterin? Yes, there's hot brethren and sisterin. I want you to say we're. We accept all hot breathers here. And um, she said, you're very entrepreneurial. You should keep up with the notes process as you're doing this as part of your journey. And then you could do like a DIY about how to do all this. Cool. Oh, man. I mean. <laughs> oh, man. 
uh, <laughs> it's funny because uh, I, as I go through this, I could tell it's something I would never want to. It would be a while before I want to go through it again. <laughs> but oh I, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, it. Um, I'll give more advice because I, I I was with Brian a couple weeks ago and he said this to me. I was like talking about it and and wanting to get it right, and he's like you got to have fun. The whole thing is have fun, mm. have fun. The beauty, the beautiful thing is the work. Like the beautiful thing is like playing with it. Oh, oh let's try this. Let's try this. And, um, have fun with whatever you're making. And, uh, some jokes are not going to be tens. That's really important to know. Some jokes will not, will never be a 10. Uh, and, and, or the, it, you can wait, but like if it fits the album and you want to do it, you have to accept some might be sevens and some might might be eights or a six, but it's like in this body of work, it can be beautiful because it's going like this. And it's, if you're going straight up the whole time, it, it might, I don't know. Are you learning anything? Is it, mm. it's a, like a music album. You can't, it's, there's ballads and there's, there's instrumental track. And then there's one that's high energy. It's like, your album can be all these things that you want it to be. How much does he play around on stage? Because it seems like his wording is very precise and his act outs are very precise. Is he playing around a lot or does he have, is he pretty on the tracks? Uh, I will say this. <laughs> I don't want to speak for his process, but if you ever have the opportunity, you go see him live because you will see someone working on material and having the most fun doing it to watch him do a new joke truly is inspiring. Uh, uh, this is all things I couldn't say to his face because we're men and don't know how to show affection. Uh, but uh, I love watching him work. He's a guy that if you, if you uh, struggle with a new joke and you're like, Oh, I can't do this. I'll never figure it out. This is a guy that's been doing it for 30 years. And is like, let me try this tonight. And if it doesn't work, he's trying it tomorrow. He's trying it on the late show. He'll mm. figure it out. And that that's very inspiring. Like that's made it. So I'm like, Oh yeah, this joke isn't make or break. This joke needs to fall a bunch of times and, and learn how to stand and that kind of thing. So I would say he plays a bunch. It, that's what I love about comedy is it's like, yeah, I mean, seeing comics at his level of still having fun, you know, I think it was Don Rickles that said comedians don't retire, they die. I think yeah. I think that was Don Rickles. It's like, it's good to see people at a Brian Regan level who are, I'm still having fun. This is still like fresh and new. It's It's very inspiring. And that's another thing of like, um, that's when another way you'll know time to do an album or time to do a body of work is when you're like, I've had the most fun I can have with these jokes. I want to have fun with new things now. So mm -hmm. that, that body of work. So when we're putting this body of work together that you're currently trying to record, where are you in the actual process? It seems like you have, you have the set, you have an idea of what you want to do. Um, what is the process next in terms of like, have you tried to record it yet? When, how are you going to try to do that? What is the budget behind what you're doing? And you mentioned about 
getting it onto Sirius? Is that something you can do independently or you need an agent or something? Can you kind of take us through like the next chapter of now we, we know what we want to do. Now it's like executing. How do we do it type deal? Sure. Uh, this is all my, uh, this is all my point of view. So don't let this be the set, uh, course for any of the people listening. I, but, uh, my decision was to record it myself, uh, with my own equipment, learn how to do it. Um, I don't know why I think it might be like, don't, I, I don't want it touched in a way. I, mm-hmm. If anyone's gonna tinker with this thing, it's gonna be me. If anyone's gonna decide that joke's not gonna go in here, or this needs to go here, we should edit this. I I want it to be me. And I and if I were to go with other people, I'm not at that stature where I I have the hierarchy in a way. It, I'd have to say, you know what, you're right. That's whatever you want. Just release my thing. So I wanted total control over my over my first thing and that's just my my decision some people are like yeah i just want an album with a a label and uh, i'm not against labels i just i uh i don't know i'm just not ready for it with this one and uh love it but that's just my uh my decision. I already have forgotten the question because I was so focused on that part of the answer. Yeah. Well, I, I threw out like four in a row because people <laughs> I'm trying to, I want to make sure we get to everyone's questions. So I kind of like compiled all of like four <laughs> into one there, right, but right. it is. Yeah, I do. I mean the, the independent, like when we talk about hot breath, cultivating the next generation of great comics, we should add self-made to that because I feel like we are, have the opportunity more than ever to create our own success which is why when I did my special, it was all independently released. I am actually selling it as opposed to giving it away. I'm always looking for the inverse of what seems to be the norm within the industry. Yeah. So um, that was my idea, though, of like, let me do this all myself. And then hopefully that will inspire comics to be like, oh, we can just do this. We don't need anyone type deal. So I don't have a manager. I never have. And I don't have an agent, never had one. Um, everything I've gotten, I've gotten myself, um, including the late night, including opening for Brian and everything. That's all from what I said earlier, just doing the work. They happened to see me. Everyone saw, that gave me something saw me live. So um, I'm same with this. I'm only focused on people hearing the performance and enjoying it. And then maybe they just follow me or maybe they come see me. I want, I want the body of work to be bigger. I also don't want to be the anxiety guy just because right now my late nights, all anxiety, my podcast is all anxiety. So it's like, no, you need to see these other notes of me. Don't put me in a corner. I have other things to show you. It's so smart. Um, but, uh, and then the, the process is, uh, I've noticed I'm I, my girlfriend makes fun of me. A uh, half of my process is uh, making a new one. Uh, I always have a new thing. Like the note cards are two days old, and like the the uh, printing the jokes was last month. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think sticking to one single process is uh, almost limiting, limiting because um, you can't control, like for me, in my opinion, thoughts and jokes and all that is chaos. It's a big factor of standup for me is chaos. Um, and you can't, if you control the chaos, it becomes stale and uh, rigid. So why not try every single process you could ever think of? And it uh, teaches you new tools and gets you to grow and, and everything. So uh, I don't have a single process. I just create and hope something comes out of it. Um, and then uh, I think, oh, as far as serious, that's just a hope. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's going to be a clean album. Hopefully they're, they like that. They, 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 hopefully they want another one. And that's just my hope, you know, putting it out there and hoping it happens. Yeah. And I've heard different things with Sirius. I mean, I've heard people say you need an agent or you need, mm. you need someone through my extensive research through Sirius um, and just recording it. Like I did a lot of research before even jumping into that. But um, my experience, I actually had serendipitously like you said your all your opportunities came from someone seeing you live being funny same thing with me and i had just serendipitously met this lady who is also she's like a manager but she's in like the christian comedy circuit mm-hmm. but she was always she was always just a fan of my humor and when i released this i knew that she had helped uh she had gotten her husband on to um serious and she had been telling me about that. So I remember after I recorded, I reached out to her like, hey, what's what's the deal with Sirius? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll, um, yeah, I can get you on there. So everything I've heard has been you need some sort of conduit. You need some sort of connection to it. I don't know what that is. I've heard even I mean, like the, my deal with her is very fair. I don't want to say it just yeah. in case it's different for different people or whatnot. But right. um. Of course, I would be happy to refer you to her whenever you get it recorded. And um, But I've heard people are like, there's like two different things. I think there's the publishing, but then the ownership of the audio. And some people take like a lot of both. Some people only take a little bit of one part of it. Like there's different contracts and different agreements within the serious model. Right. So it's something to be aware of. But I have, yeah, I'm not sure. I think... Sarah said that her biggest upside to going with a label was that they can get you on to all the streaming platforms and things like that. But that does, I don't know what kind of agreement she has with her album or her, um, wherever she, she went through like laugh button and 800 pound gorilla, I believe. I don't know what the agreement is. I know they're doing a lot with comics. So I doubt if they're ripping off comics that like they would have so many of them, you know? Yeah. But um, that's been my experience for me. um, And this is a could be an issue, but uh, Mm -hmm. I the last thing I care about. um, And this is this is uh, why I'm going a part of why I'm going by myself. The last thing I care about is is uh, money. So it's just like this, this. This album will probably be accessible for everyone to get. And I'll probably see little to no money, um, which I'm totally fine with because, uh, I care about, um, it not being touched, uh, and, 
I care about it being out there so people can find it. Um, that's how, you know, that might be part of why there's a Captain America joke in there. If there's a track called Captain America by Steven Rogers, a lot of Marvel people are going to be like, what is this? Yep. So um, I just want people to find me. I don't, I'm not chasing uh, money at this moment. Um, and that, and my desire for things not to be touched has affected my, has backfired a couple of times. Like when I was doing the late night, I wanted certain jokes in there and sometimes I would want to touch it or, or play with a joke. And I'm like, no, that's how the joke goes. <laughs> and, uh, um, that is something that you should not do. <laughs> but, uh, I, I learned, but, uh, so as, if anyone sees that as, Oh, he's an artist and that's why he's doing things. It can backfire. Uh, but that's just my, uh, no, this is how it goes. And I know this is why it works. And that's why I want my album to be done by me. What did, what did they say? What were you trying to tinker with? Oh, I just wanted uh, joke, some, some jokes in there that, that couldn't be, one couldn't be in there because it was about flying and they had a, a flying sponsor or something. And I'm like, oh, well, fine. I got, I understand that. And then, uh, um, Another was, they were like, oh, just get rid of this line. And I'm like, then I'm not going to do that joke because I need that line in there. And that's not a good, I do work on my stubbornness. But Hilarious. Uh, that's just how that, that goes. And you can't, you can't do that to that thing. So that's mainly why I'm going uh, without a uh, label. Because uh, I want ownership. Yes. I want to own the things I made. Yes. Um, and I, this is not a thing to us. I, I think this is something that needs to be fixed a little bit. I need to have some wiggle room, but uh, that's how I feel currently. Well, I think, uh, I mean, a money mindset is something I've struggled with. And even like, tr dude, I mean, me being 10 years into it, I came to a point to where I'm like, yeah, but it is a job. So it's like, at some point it's, it, and I'm still struggling with it. And I like Sandy, who won the uh, the right ten yesterday. She was talking. She mentioned like all this stuff that is free. And I was like, Yeah, I bet another like a more business savvy person could be like a figure out a way to monetize everything we're doing here and put people through all these funnels. Like, I mean, I I have like the online class that people were asking for, and like the private yeah. group that people asked for. But I'm not like trying to manipulate. How no. can I? get these comics to whatever but i feel like if i was like that i wouldn't be funny so it's kind of yeah. like which way exactly. do you want it so i'm great i'm gr more grateful to be funny than s figuring out a way to kind of monetize everything you know you seem to have found a balance whereas i don't know mine yet uh i mean i have a patreon for my podcast oh great but it's like uh on my stand-up level and this might be a self-esteem thing. I'm not ready to charge people for my stand-up yet. Uh, when I'm headlining, of course, mm -hmm. you just pay to come to the club. But uh, if I can give you an album that might make you a fan of mine for free, and then you share it to everybody that you know, yeah, that, that's fine. I'll take that. And you never know with uh, something when we did a Q&A with Gary Owen that was so insightful and actually thinking of agents, someone made the comment. He was like, if an agent ever asks you to sign something, 
it's a red flag. Don't sign anything. He's like, it should all be a handshake agreement. So that was some a great tip he had. But another one, he independently produced, I mean, most of his specials, but the early ones, he's like, um, I independently redu- pr- uh, like produced it. It took me two years to recoup the money, and then everything from there was in the green or in the in the black. But um, he said, and then like 10 years later when he blew up, so, like comedy dynamics or someone bought the special on top for more than he paid to record it to begin with. So it's also like a long term of like, this is going to be evergreen. We may yeah. not even think about how this is going to make money right now, but as our careers excel and continue to grow, this is just going to be something that'll be there for people to attach onto whenever that opportunity presents itself. Right. Agreed. Oh, I love, yeah, the full, man, that's what we're all about here. The full ownership, the DIY, that self-made. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, everyone everyone can do it, but get funny first. Yes. If so- you, are, ooh, <laughs> get, so fun- if, if you, this hop, if you disgrace hot breath by trying to do something without being funny first, ooh, yeah. don't make the wrath of hot breath will rain upon you. Funny first, kids. Funny first. (laughs) Well, that's what I've heard about, like, uh, I think it was Seinfeld and also Leno. I don't remember where I heard it. They were like, yeah, we don't care about that stuff. We just want to get funnier. Mm -hmm. And then look at what happened. So, I mean, I'm not saying everyone that focuses on that is going to be the biggest person ever, but you're definitely going to be better than you would be if you were focusing on the wrong things. Like when you do the right 10, if you're working on winning, you're doing it wrong. Like should be having fun writing and then the best joke you can make that day. And then you won by writing and coming up with a joke. Yep. Yep. All the repetition, my friends. Yeah. And I, I was hesitant about the voting process, but I just thought it adds a fun element to it. Because oh, the sure. memes are fun and all that. But I do, and I tried to remind people that this week, it's not about winning. It's not about the likes. It's literally about sitting down and writing for 10 minutes, which mm-hmm. sounds easy until you try to do it. And then you're like, oh, I have to like force myself to do this. Right, exactly. <laughs> the entire 10 minutes. Like, it's so funny. Like, even just writing for 10 minutes, our brains can tell us, ah, three's enough or whatever, you know. Right, right. Um, Trent asked, are you dropping most of the recorded material at once or gradually? Um, or you just, you're, are you recording it and then putting it together as an album, right? To release all at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he might mean like not telling it anymore. Oh yeah. And that was someone else's question. I think Robbins maybe is yeah. When, after you record, do you then start to like do new? I think so, gradually. I've watched question. I've watched Brian uh record a, a special and then get ready for the second one. Mm-hmm. And uh by month you'd lose a chunk. Like each each month a different chunk would be gone and a new one would come in. Mm-hmm. Um I mean at a mic, it's all gone and it's all focusing on the new and maybe a bar show it's all the newer stuff that's doing great at the mics. But if I was doing a half hour or headlining, I got to do well. 
I got to, I got to get people to want to see me again. So that comes first, but you, you can, Oh, I, every set I've ever done, I've always tried something new. So that's, I think that's important too. It helps you get ready for those moments where you have to drop everything. Uh, but it'd be gradual. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, with featuring, it's like, you got to do your job first. Like I'm recording an album, but I'm also doing a job I have to perform. So that that's been my process too is, yeah. I mean, like if it's an open mic, it's all new, but if I'm getting paid to do something or it's a longer set, you know, my, my responsibility is to still be funny. So I make couch news stuff within it, but yeah, doing, doing the bits I know. Yeah. Uh, Great. Uh, do you have a ballpark budget for what you're working with on recording and all that? I spent, uh, I don't know. I don't remember how much the H6 was, but it's really basically all I had to get. Hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, I will be, I mean, I don't know how much I'm going to have to pay the person that helps me edit it. Um, but I don't, that's where the money thing can be an issue with me. Mm -hmm. I don't have a ballpark because I want it to be uh, great, which is an issue with me, perfectionist issues. But um, so I don't, and that's something I should have. I think that's important to have, but I do not have. Yeah, and that, it's also important. Yeah, if you have an audio person, then they may also have all the equipment. Mm -hmm. um, so if you know an audio person, they may be able to help you in that respect or yeah the budget would be yeah what is what is the recorder cost maybe you need a mic you need a mic for the performance but then maybe like an audience mic um i think for mine we had maybe i think we had two mics we had a mic hanging in the front of the audience and then in the back of the audience and then my mic was streamed into um the soundboard as well so three mics total um, and then, yeah, the audio guy can mix it all together to make it sound cohesive, but yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. Cool. All right. So let's, uh, let's land this plane here. Um, this is good. Good start to this. I mean, how do you feel about, how do you feel about this, Steve? Where are you at right now? Uh, I, I'm very grateful for, uh, zoom comedy mm -hmm. because, uh, that's been letting me play with things during this downtime I have before I go on the road again. Uh, so I'm feeling good with the material. Um, I'm, I've accepted that no matter what, I'm going to find something wrong with it. So it's like, what's the best I can make uh, and just accept it that this is great for them. Not for me. This is like the album's not for me. Cause I'm going to find things wrong with it. So my mindset's better with it now than it was. It's not going to be perfect. It's going to be the best I can do right now. Um, and, uh, if I don't get it this next week and I go on the road, that's fine. I'll just try again and keep mm -hmm. trying until I get it. Uh, so it's, I guess, I guess just be, uh, acceptance. That's my whole mindset right now is, uh, acceptance. Yeah. Cause you tried to record it last week and then it just didn't, it didn't work out. The best show did not record. Um, Perfect. All part of the process, my friend. Yes. Learn. That's what I was talking about earlier. It's like figure out somebody that's going to teach you everything. So last minute, you're not freaking out, which mm -hmm. uh, didn't happen. Uh, and I was trying to get an album. 
and I think you can, I think I, that affected my shows. It's like this person's trying and in, in the wrong way of trying. And, uh, I, did, I need to just do what I would do on a regular night where there was no cameras on me or no, uh, blinking red light behind me that I knew was there. So, um, I learned a lesson that weekend, uh, is to just do what I always do. So that's, that's, uh, the next step, hopefully. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Taking a lesson from everything. It's mm -hmm. like one of my favorites is, um, you can't always control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to it. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So you're so taking it as a lesson and not, Oh, I suck. I'll never get an album. Nobody cares anyway, but it is like, Oh, a lesson learned there and move on. Yeah. That's, uh, Yes, it's so important. Don't stiffen up uh, because our whole job is to be loose and go with the flow of the show. That was not supposed to rhyme. And uh, it, uh, if, you, if you're loose every other time you do a show, you should be loose on your album. Mm. So uh, be who you are every other time you do a, a show because this is almost like, uh, hey, what I want to see this person live, you listen and go, well, I love this. I want to see this live. So it should be the same thing you do live is my opinion. Oh, I love it. I love it. So mm -hmm. what, um, yeah, so this is, this is going to be something we're going to continue to document people is just this process of trying to get an album recorded and then also uh, edited and then like released and what that's going to look like. So this is just the first of several we're going to do in this series of just like, and thank you for being willing to be vulnerable in this because it is like the ego can tell us we only want people to see us at our best and yeah. you being willing to share, Hey, yeah, I've done, I've done late night. I, I open up for Brian Regan. I've done all these great things, but I have no idea what I'm doing right now. Like, I think that's so important for comics to understand. And I think that's what's helped me in like in interviewing over 200 comedians of like every level of even like hearing a Cedric the Entertainer say, you, you got to work. It's yeah. like no one accidentally gets funny like right. for a long time. Some people can pop like a bottle rocket, but to sustain yeah. a career, yes. his number one piece of advice, you got to get on stage. You got to write, you got to get on stage. So it's, it's just the work and no one's immune to it, you know? There's no way, there's no shortcuts whatsoever. Yes. Uh, the uh, shortcut is doing it. Ooh, and, the shortcut is doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, the answer is right in front of your face. But like, um, yeah, I, that's, you know, it's, it's uh, we get to do this wonderful thing. Uh, and I'm not going to, also thank you for having me because me doing a thing, an uh, interview about recording an album is going to make me do it. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Now there's record of me out there that I'm trying to do it. Well, now I have to because then people are going to be like, well, did you ever do it? I can't. I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole hour of me talking about doing it. I, got, mm -hmm. I have to pick one now. <laughs> it's also motivating. But um, yeah, that's, I don't know. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you, man. Keep up the great work in here. You're inspiring and helping a lot of comics, including me. Oh, well, likewise. Um, oh, and uh, 
real quick, Chris Wright from Scotland is asking if he should move to the U.S. Because he said he says his jokes seem to be doing better in front of American audiences. Do you think it's worthwhile to move to the states instead of staying in Scotland? Whoa! I mean, holy! <laughs> yeah, right. Lot to unpack. What a doorknob moment. Uh, therapy reference. Um, what does that mean? Doorknob moment is when you have the most intense. Uh, I. Uh, angle or, or thought right as you're leaving and it's like you grab the doorknob and go wait what about this and it's like well the time's up um interesting but uh first of all i would want to know if he's actually performing in front of uh american audiences in person and then uh it because if it's over zoom i don't know enough but about zoom to know if that's going to translate in person mm -hmm. but sometimes on a zoom with a joke and tell it in person and it bombs um so i would want to you should visit new new york or wherever you want to move la new york um and do a week here get up as much as you can which will be hard if, if uh, no one like get, make some friends in those areas so you can get up um and perform in front of them and see if you're good like like not that if you're good but if it, it translates um, cause I know nothing about Scotland scene, so I don't know. I mean, there's Edinburgh festival too. I would do that mm. while you still live in Scotland before you move to the U S but, um, that's an intense question that I don't have an answer to. Yeah. I think, yeah, I would say, yeah, it would start with a trip if anything. Yeah. yeah. Don't, um, don't just yeah. jump over here, but I, I would say that the power of the hot breath is, building that network and that community so i guarantee if you post in the group hey i'm trying to visit a good comedy city to gauge my material if i want to move here i guarantee there's going to be people who are going to say come to my city and then you can also stay with me now if you get murdered that's on you but right. i've been put up by uh, like members of the hot breath averse and um i survived so yeah. just saying and if you get murdered you know that you do better in scotland <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's rich you literally did murder in america yes you <laughs> killed oh i got a tag in there so we're um we'll definitely link to uh your podcast and your patreon and oh, the uh the show description is there anything else you you would like to promote or people to check out uh i do the live zoom show every uh other saturday so the next one would be august 29th nice uh it's a free show anybody that likes stand-up can come uh so just hit me up if you want to go to that beautiful awesome yeah well thank you everyone for tuning in i mean this is um yeah this this has been great a lot of people are saying thanks for doing this this has been one of my favorites yet this has been a great interview um yeah. So yeah, th this has been very helpful. I'm excited to like be a part of like documenting this and really inspiring other comics of like how they can do it when they're ready. When, if you, if you record an album and it bombs and you release it and you're like hot breath said, I could get funny first. I tell you what, yeah. But anyway, I'm just such a purist that it's just like funny over everything. It's gotta be funny. 
I don't and care how cool your branding is or whatever. Is it funny? Listen to a lot of people's first albums too. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of your favorite comics. Listen to all their first albums before they were they blew up. That's important too, I think. Ooh, do you have any recommendations? Uh, I mean, uh, Brian Regan Live. Uh, I've listened to Patton Oswalt's first album. I've listened to Ellen's Ellen's first album. Uh, anybody, really, if, if anybody you love, go on Spotify or whatever and scroll all the way to the bottom. Like there's a Chad Daniels first album before he he was doing amazing. Like mm-hmm. I think that's important. It's like oh, even the people that are amazing and I think I could never reach were growing. So I think that helps too. That's motivating. I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, hot breath of verse. Go uh, support Steven and Steve or Steven. What do I? Steven on stage, but whatever. Off. Okay. Steven. I'll, I'll keep saying Steven. I'm saying Steven because Colbert said it, but then I'm hearing Steve and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I just want to get it right. You know, I want to show the respect. So. Oh, great. Yeah, people are saying Mike Birbiglia's, John Mulaney's is good. Um, John Mulaney's is a great one. That's a great place to start. Yeah, so we'll we'll link all of Steve's uh, projects and such in the uh, show descriptions, but support support Steve. And if you're a fan of Steve and you're not aware of Hot Breath, we have a Facebook group where we do a daily writing club and weekly Q&As and things like that. So definitely just go on Facebook and join that. And um, Steve, this has been amazing. I'm, I'm excited for the next chapter. You're recording. You're going to do your second attempt next weekend, correct? It's the hope, yes. So that's the, uh, oh, okay, the 21st, like this upcoming weekend? Great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, anything we can do to help, my man, please don't hesitate to ask. And uh, it's uh, been a thrill to have you. Thank you for having me, Joel. I really appreciate it. Yes. Uh, we got there's a lot of parallel there's a lot there's a lot of parallels here we're socially distant but we're near oh yeah <laughs> i appreciate your time steve keep up the great work buddy thanks for having me man no doubt there you have it hot breath of verse steven rogers the first of many interviews we're going to do chronicling this process my favorite part is probably the get funny first tip but also his candidness around i don't know what i'm doing we see someone like Steven, who has done a lot of great things in comedy, and still, we're all just trying to figure it out, people. And you're not alone in this journey, which is why we have our Facebook group, that if you're not a member, now more than ever in these quarantine times of uncertainty and we're looking for community, this is a place and a resource for you to continue to improve your comedy and build a network of comics around the world. So go join that Facebook group. And if you want to see more context around The special that I shot, that is linked in the show notes as well. And also go support Steve on his podcast and let him know that you heard him on Hot Breath and that this was a super helpful episode. That really does go a long way in just spreading what we call the Hot Breathiverse. So go forth with your days, Hot Brethren and Sisterin. Thank you for sharing your valuable time with us. I hope to see you in our Facebook group. And until next Monday... I always thank my wife at the end of these. Thank you, honey, for making the theme song for this podcast. And thank you for listening, everyone. She's not listening. But thank you to you who is listening. All the way to the end of this outro. Until next Monday. Right here on Hot Breath.
This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.